Hi and welcome to episode 10 of DGN BJJ with me Irish Mike. This weekend we put out, or this for this week's episode we put out the bat signal. We, we, we made a call and we got the big men in. Ken, do you want to introduce our... Uh, yeah, so today we're here with uh, with friend, training partner, part-time coach and social media influencer, also known as a social media mogul. If you can't Zach. tell I'm feeling the pressure, I couldn't even get the, through the intro properly. <laughs> Welcome, uh, yeah, Zach Smart, um, or aka Drillers Are Killers on Instagram. How you going, mate? My man, all good. Thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate it. No, I appreciate you making the time to come in. Of course, in. yeah, thanks. Appreciate you letting me and Mike round your house, to be honest. Yeah, that, was, yeah. that, was your, I mean, that was your first mistake. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't anything in my pockets. <laughs> uh, not now. He's, he's, made, he's, he's made sure they're empty so he can fill them up before he leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, obviously we wanted to sit down and uh, have a bit of a chat with you about jiu-jitsu, your kind of thoughts on jiu-jitsu, mm. your, your time, training, coaching, yeah. competition, social media, <coughs> and kind of travel as well. You're doing a lot of that these days. I know we share, share a love for that. So yes, I'd like, like to start at, at the beginning really, which is obviously how, how we met you. Mm. Um, both me and Mike, I think we talked about this on the way over. We actually were like... I don't actually remember the first yeah. time we met Zach. There's, there's no fantastic story like no, there was no like oh, there's no origin story. It was just like fellas, a coach at Matt House. And That's got to be what it was, right? Sound sound yeah. as fuck. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just always liked you, and I just don't ever remember like you not being a part of. No, being, you know. and I always remember getting on with you pretty well. Like yeah. in a sense, I don't remember there being like a. And getting to know each other, there wasn't like a, no. a courting phase. Like we I feel just... like for you and I as well, we hit it off really easy because of the travel. Yeah, I think that was a big thing. I think yeah. it was. Uh, Yes, just after it would have, it would have been after lockdown, wouldn't it? That I was like, because I'd only trained for about two months at the house before before lockdown. So I think it was. Oh, was that it? Yeah, I think it was in that Shit. in that summer from from the July onwards. When, yeah. yeah, national. So you started then. Let's figure this out, right? So let's go. So you figured you started. Would it, would that have been January twenty twenty? You would have started, right? That's when I started at Matt House. Yeah, M- Mike, when did you start? I oh, man, don't even ask me. Oh, because okay. I, I did a phase before COVID, but I can't even remember. I remember doing the beginners class. Yeah, and maybe it was a March, a March, March in 20, 2020 maybe as well or something like that. Did you join just as COVID started as well? Um, oh yeah, I done a couple of months before it hit, and then yeah, when it hit, I didn't train at all. Yeah. I, actually, it could have been a December class, but I'd be here thinking, I'd, yeah, I'd be just come, I'd be calling months randomly, like just to just, try and make it until it's fit yeah, right. Month it just feels like you guys were there, like for it was just part of the woodwork. You're there so frequently and I done lots of time as a wife though. Like I was fucking eight hours a week. Like we're like infectious. We get. <laughs> we we get our roots into into things pretty quickly. I feel like we're part of the woodwork woodwork there as very well. Very much so, man. Very much. I think I think we're both kind of the same. That if like if we like it and if we get on with you, I make it my business to talk to you. And it's not that I'm rude to other people. It's just like I'm going to give people my time. That do you know it's it's that kind of circle, isn't it? Like, yeah. No matter absolutely. what way you go, it's we're both annoying pricks that won't shut up. <laughs> so like, we won't we won't let off. If you don't like us, it's, you're still going to have to stomach us regardless. Yeah. And you'll people, hear you'll hear a comment come over me somehow, and I'll probably cut across you while you're trying to tell the story. And people are, people will warm to you in the end because you just don't they don't let off. I don't let off. Yeah, yeah man. But um, yeah, however we met, it's a good thing. You know, obviously we've been in touch for for time now. Mm. Um, but I guess earlier than that would would be how you got into into jujitsu. So that let's start at the real beginnings there. With, the real um, beginning. So Mar- James English says, "Let's go back to the start. How did it all begin?" Yeah, did, <laughs> had you done martial arts before jujitsu? What and what got you through it? Because that's the big thing. It's like that yeah. first step through the door. What got you in? So I started like training. I actually so when I was like fourteen or fifteen, I did like a little bit of boxing for like half a year or something. Yeah. Nothing crazy, but I. 
like with most people, I found I saw jiu-jitsu for the first time on the UFC. And then I was I basically got introduced to someone and when I was a drone instructor and he said that he was training at, um I'm gonna so I, you guys might not know this. I it was at, I'm gonna refer to it as the unnamed gym. It's the same place where Lucas trained. The one with the headbutt rounds. The headbutt rounds, right? <laughs> okay. So we were there. I never actually I came after Luke, right? But that was my first like time where I actually trained jiu-jitsu or some Pick, different picked up some form of a unique so. version of it shall we say because so. you know look, like what Luke said I don't want to go trash the place yeah um but him headbutting the bag and I, I had like I'm man I must have been training two or three weeks and we were just let loose and some guy put me in a heel hook and he zigged and I zagged and just like that I tore my ACL Oh, that was a great swear. Yeah. On, your, on your first class? It, no, it was, about, it was about two or three weeks into training. Oh, okay. and in your first month, though. Yeah, <laughs> inside the first month. And Spazzy, that does. wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> but um, believe it or not, that was, I don't know, should I name and shame this person? They're not a bad guy. And it was, I don't even blame him. It's if, completely off to you. Do you know what? I will. It's, it's Stephen Selwood. I was rolling with Stephen Selwood. Steve, Steve the chef. Steve yeah. the chef, yeah. It was him. And, and to be clear, stuff. it was not his fault. That's like We were both under like a... An academy where it you were put in unsafe positions, right? One hundred percent, yeah. So I don't even blame him remotely. No, but no. that was like, I guess, how I my first introduction to jiu-jitsu. Shout out to Steve as well. Nice no, but then um, I went away traveling, and then I kind of I went away, had the surgery. I went off and did some traveling. When I was away, I said to the missus, I had this great idea. I was like, I want to do MMA, and I was like, okay. She was like, of course, I, I like I'll support you, and you can do whatever you want, and so. I started training, uh, when I got back, I went to Windsor and was training up at... Um, That's a mission. I, th I think, it, what, yeah, what so... What is now? Yeah, so I think when I went, it was NFM Windsor. I think that's what it was called, Yeah, if the, I the remember. Yeah, the one uh, Windsor Maidenhead submission grappling now. Right, yeah. Yeah, I the, think that's what it is, right? But I went there and we did, I had like a week's free trial class and um, on the last day, my start to jiu-jitsu was like really funky. On my last day of the free trial, I was going to sign up and then like join this contract for a yeah. year or whatever it was. I like, you know when you roll your ankle, right? Yeah. I was basically, we were doing this tr striking drill where I was hopping back on my left leg and I hopped on, like I rolled my ankle just on my left leg alone. And it was, uh, it basically ripped my ankle apart. It was not great. <laughs> I had no luck. I had no luck at the beginning. And an injury prone start. It did. It was awful. And anyway, a couple of days, and it was weird because I was going to sign up and I didn't sign up because I basically, I hurt myself, right? And in the end, it, everything has a silver lining because Adam called me up a couple of days later and was like... Well, by Squish. Squish, yeah. Squish, 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 squish has been mentioned in Do you know count, what? countless podcasts. For as much as we tease that guy, he, um, is, he? he is a centerpiece to why a lot of people train. Him and his small he's, hands. He's a centerpiece to a lot of things. He is. <laughs> but, um, he's in no way, shape, or form unfit or fat looking. No. I will just say that right now. <laughs> I'm going to go on the record and say that. Mike's, Mike's been punished for previous transgressions when he, when he accidentally shared a, a video of a. We were in Ireland and this, this uh, guitarist looked like Squish. I saw. We, we thought it was. A, well, Mike, I can't yeah. believe he's in charge of the technology and the social media. <laughs> Uh, I fucked up. Yeah, he, we thought he thought he was PMing Squish, and it ended up being a post that yeah. he, he probably took down the following morning. But by then, the damage had been yeah. done. And I mean, the small few followers we had had all seen. He's uh, he's telling me about this the other day. Yeah, but, but I, so he gave you a bell when you were injured, and you went yeah. and signed up for this Mai Tai MMA gym. So no, he called me up and was like, "Dude, you need to come down to this place, Matt House." 
And so what it was, it was, I'd seen these adverts on Facebook when I was away. So my intention was always to basically do striking in Windsor and grappling in Reading. That was always my plan in my head. Yeah. And uh, anyway, I gave my ankle about a week or two weeks to rest up. I put like a, a support on my ankle. I went and did one session at Matt House in the Gi and I was just hooked. Oh, and that was it. And I just never, never stopped looked training. Yeah, I just and you were there from, from white to brown? White to brown, yeah. And when I joined them, man, it was there was like only f- we were just at a, a leisure center, and there was just some mats on the floor. There was like four mats. You're day you guys one. weren't at the leisure center, even. No, you, you were, you were no, day one, or weren't man, you? Man, yeah. Squish claims he's the first member ever. He <laughs> he actually, I think, only by default, right? I think there were members before him, but, but left? they left, yeah. And so, therefore, by default, he's he's them. But yeah, he he would call me up and was like, Zach, there's like these three strike white belts here and they're so good bro and he was like there's a blue belt here he's amazing that blue belt was Shaz big up Shaz yeah. yeah our gym's first black belt for those listeners that aren't from Matt House the, the few of you that have found us through other, other means so yeah. I was going to ask you about um, you know tough spots through how many years is that now from what dude so I started in September 2015 so that okay. the Matt House opened in July 2015 I was there September. So we're talking going on eight years. Yeah, this year will be eight years, right? Yeah, seven, right. seven and a half, eight years now. So eight, eight years to Brown. So I always like to delve into, like I did with Lucas, like what when you were coming up, like white, yeah. blue, yeah. brown. Rough, rough, sort, rough sort of timescales, any tough like, spots, any plateaus, anything like that? Yeah, so I, white belt, it was, it was different training because when we first started, there was only, I think, like only one or two classes per week. Okay. And it quickly accelerated. So it took me... It was 10 months. I did September to July when I got my blue belt. There was like a load of us that got promoted. Did you compete at all at white? I did compete at white. No, no, no. Good question. Yeah, Um, yeah, I did compete at white belt. How how many comps? I did two comps. I did my first one was Cleos and I got um, bronze that one. I had, I think I won my first one, lost my second, then won two more after that to get bronze. Okay. and And then the second one I did was the Bournemouth Open. And I got second in my division, third in absolute, I think. Right. And that was just before I, um, yeah, just before the grade end. You got your promotion. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So you, were you one of the batch that got promoted by Hanzo? Yes. So that's cool, man. So I actually... How did you know this? Yeah. How you, did you you have, you've done your research. Um, uh, well, a lot of the time me and Squish will just, after class, will just yeah. shoot the shit and have a... He likes telling a story. Don't there's a, yeah, he does. It'll be great when you guys yeah. have one. We, uh, there's a cool... Like, so when that <laughs> happened, the night before... I just, I think I tweeted something. I was like, I put out a tweet. I was like, uh, looking forward to the seminar with Henzo tomorrow. And I think I tagged him in it. And he replied and was like, looking forward to meeting you. And that's I was like, cool. oh my God. That's we a, went in the change. Belt, yeah, yeah, yeah right? Yeah. yeah, it's proper. Yeah. I went in the change rooms and him and I got chatting. I was like, oh, I'm Zach. I was the guy that was speaking to on Twitter last night. Anyway, it was really cool. We, basically how it worked, when we, we did, he did the seminar, which is fantastic. And then at the end, Dominic had his clipboard and he was calling out the guys' names. Roger was like giving the belts to everyone that was called up. And then at the end of, I was the last person to be called up. And I remember I was looking up and Roger was holding the belt and I kind of looked at the floor, stood up. And when I stood up, Henzo had taken the belt from Roger. And basically Henzo was the one that gave him my belt on, on that day, which is really cool. That's cool. It, it was good, real it's nice, good story, it was a nice touch. And nice you touch. went to Las Iguanas in the... In we did. And it's like you're sat around the table in your hometown with a, 
some absolute killers like Hodger Gracie it's quite surreal man and our coach Dom and it's like so blue blue then blue belt yeah that was a good belt man I really enjoyed that Um, that was when the club also was like thriving by this point there was like many classes it just it was so it was so interesting to see how the club went from what it be there from the beginning to like you know this giant success that it now is yeah but yeah it was it was so interesting seeing it like come up and yeah I really enjoyed blue belt maybe Maybe the most fun belt. In fact, in fact, actually, it was without a doubt the most fun belt that I had. I like competed loads and went through a giant like losing streak. I could not get a gold medal in competition for love nor money. It was just any, so any podiums. Um, yeah, I got a couple of podiums and then the some awful losses. Brackets. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> ironically, I was just mentioning this to you just before we've we a couple. Of, we know a couple of people like to show their medals on Instagram for coming toward and treat them back. We won't, we won't name any names. No so. names, no names. What were you saying? Um, and yeah, I just, I, I went on this long, old, <laughs> went on this long streak of uh, losing and eventually I did win a gold and ironically it was the one when I was just saying to you that I had the most awful weight cut. I must have entered honestly like anywhere between eight and 12 competitions where I just didn't win. I just could not. So you decided get a you go down the way to try and... No, I always fought on 94, like heavyweight. You were just big going into it and you had to cut. I just... I, I, so on the day of the competition... So like, how, how many kilos were you above beforehand? Sorry, just to get an idea. Yeah, like... You, got, you had the conversation beforehand. Yeah, yeah. yeah like it was nothing... Uh, I can't remember what it was exactly now. I probably was had to lose like a kilo or two before. Okay. So nothing crazy, but when you bath the night before and then the morning of... You're still heavy. I just like, I was, I went there and I was like, my mouth was so dry, so dehydrated, but it worked out well. I, it wasn't like all stars where they let you weigh in in your box, it's just to weigh in your gear. Yeah, like a normal IBJJ. And a lot of the times they'll only let you weigh in like an hour before the comp, right? Yeah. But before you're due to compete. But the guy let me weigh in like about two or three hours before I was due on. It's a little bit of an advantage. And then they were delayed. So I had like heaps of time to like just, I had a little bit of food, I drank some water, and then I had. Three fights, two submissions, and one win on points, and I finally won the gold, which was really cool, man. I did the Europeans as well at Blue Belt. That was a that was a weird experience. That was cool there. Where was that when you went? Lisbon. Went to. No, so is that back when it always used to be in Lisbon? Yes. They move, they move it around now. They do. They? Yeah, I think it went to. It's now in Rome, I think now. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I went there. That was cool. That was a bit surreal. Like nice. there was. How'd you get on? I lost first round. <laughs> uh, the, actually, ironically, uh, the guy that I fought, him and I stayed in contact. He was promoted to black belt today. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Nice. Do you want to give him a shout out? Oscar. I can't pronounce his last name. Uh, well, Oscar. But uh, Oscar, Oscar is his name. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a good lad. But, um, but yeah, that was cool, man. I had heaps of competition. And then I went on like a good run. I ended so up, how, how many years blue, were you at blue belt? Three and a half years, I think. When did, when did I get my purple belt? was... July 2019 it was it was July 2019 and if you were to like give a guess to how many times a week you would have been training or how many hours you would have been putting on the mat a week what would would you at rough, Blue Belt roughly <clears throat> at Blue Belt I reckon I was like Monday Wednesday Friday and Saturday was like non-negotiable days of training so four or yeah. five days a week I'm talking about hour and a half classes normally yeah it was something like that yeah the Wednesday I remember the old place was always it was always like, I can't remember, it was either like 90 minutes or, or like two hour session. Nice. And it was always like a really good day to go and train. Tough you know? classes. Yeah, yeah. yeah like we have the competition class on Wednesdays. Yes, that's right. Well, right? With the rope and that. Yeah. yeah. 
So you, after, so after you sorry, before, just Go didn't on. mean to cut you off here, mate. And so I'm going to interweave the coaching with this. So had you started coaching at that point? Yeah. So, so did you start coaching as a blue belt? Yes. That's yeah, I, I did. I started, Don basically said, um, he announced at one of the end of the classes, he was like, hey guys, I'm going to start kids classes soon. If you know any, like just if you have kids, bring them along, tell your friends if they have kids, whatever. Tell your nan. Tell, tell your nan, yeah. Um, and uh, I just went to him at the end of class and was like, dude, like I've, uh, I, I used to work at Legislator, I did swimming lessons with the kids and stuff like that. So okay. I was like, I got a little bit of experience teaching kids. And I used to be a driving instructor previous to that, so I got a bit of teaching experience. It's like, if you we need a hand, you know, just let me know. Well, so, all, all the kind of things that would prepare you for this kind of role. Yeah, you just right? Need to, you just need to have um, the correct jujitsu. Yeah. <laughs> so I started yeah. with the kids' classes and, um, I think that only started about a year after the academy opened. Um, I was a blue belt at the time. So I started helping him with that. And then as the classes came in, I started doing like, it was just random classes. And then I eventually I had like every Wednesday afternoon, all the kids classes I'd do with Dominic and then sporadic ones. And then if he went away, I'd like cover. Pick up classes. Yeah, yeah cover classes there. and stuff. Yeah. And that was like, I guess, middle how did you find that belt. going into the first like like how was it daunting like to be yeah, even though it's kids myself, to be honest with you, and yeah. kids are hard to manage like because they don't listen yeah. like we barely listen the, <laughs> the kids i didn't mind as much as the the adults i found like teaching because kids don't like i could like mess up and yeah, they no, wouldn't know no, right no, that yeah. what i'm teaching whereas like with adults i felt like way more pressure but it wasn't long before i kind of settled into it i feel like um I'm good at conveying information, and no, I, you have a. I, I was going to talk about it, uh, yeah. your coaching yeah, style. I might get into that in a, in yeah, a I, I just, yeah, I was going to like drop some questions in with the belt stuff. So yeah, yeah. So you you'd obviously started coaching, and you'd had a good run of comps, and then mm. when you got purple, mm. that was would have been your COVID belt, right? It was the COVID belt, yeah. yeah. So that one was weird, man. So um, you got promoted what end of 2019? It was middle. All my middle. belts have always been in in July. The summer gradings. Yeah, the summer okay. gradings. Yeah. Um, so it was July 2019. So I did what was that like six, seven or eight months or whatever before yeah, the world before. shut down. So yeah, and then that was weird, man. On that, like, yeah, that was so weird. For but everyone, yeah, we, we all felt it. Yeah, for sure, right? But we did about you know seven months of normal training, and then when the world went shut down, we there was basically we got into like there was a few of us that like. Connor basically came around to my house and we were trained quite a bit. You put yourself in a bubble, like well, yeah, for, much, for want yeah. of a better once word. Things, not, once things, I don't up. want to throw him under the bus, but he was telling a story the other day where it's, it's Connor, Connor works in the trades. So I'm going to throw him under the yeah. bus. So. <laughs> Connor worked. It was years ago. Was, you know, everyone knows that a lot of the restrictions that were put in place were somewhat nonsense and oppressive. But yes. I'm not going to put my Eddie Bravo tinfoil hat no. on and go down that go down that route on this on this podcast right now. But he was saying he he used to like put his work clothes on like mm. his, and then he'd have his gear in his tool bag yeah so he'd like come in like he was going to do some work on the gaff just <laughs> yeah straight in yeah, the yeah, yeah this it, is exactly what it, happened man yeah it's a, and it's shit that it had to happen but like it's actually it's a good got, it's a good story for yeah. him as well. do you know what you dude got your training in man honestly me and connor spent so much time to and i you know i struggled through the pandemic like my whole world i mean everyone had their own shit with it but i found it pretty tricky and that guy did so much for me man like Especially because jiu-jitsu was like, such a big part of your life. Right. At, at that point, you, you weren't still working as a driving instructor. No. You, you were purely doing I was purely jiu-jitsu, right? Yeah. yeah so, so like, you've had that. It just completely yeah. was flipped upside down I on mean, its head, right? Yeah, everyone's had their own. Yeah, I think everyone's got their COVID story similar to that. Yeah. Where they had something that they really loved taking away from them in one form or another. Dude. So, like, yeah. I, I will forever that's, that's be grateful stuff. for that guy because 
yeah, he helped keep me as sane as I could have been during that time, man. And shout out to, if he listens to this, Riosse as well. Him and I did some training during it, during the whole COVID period before um, he moved back to New Zealand. You guys never heard, met him. Heard of Riosse a lot. The legend never, lives. Never, never met the man, never met the man. <laughs> legend. One of these days, one one time, one place. Um, purple, any competitions at Purple? Yes, I actually only ever competed once at Purple Belt. Um British Open. British Open, yeah. yeah like that, was that last year? Was that a couple of years ago? I think I remember you. Yeah, going before after. last. I got. I. It would have been just before your promotion. It was, it? yeah. I yeah. purposely yeah. competed with the thought. I didn't know, but I anticipated I was probably going to get promoted. So yeah. I was like, right, I'm going to go. I got a squeeze in a competition. So. Yeah, so that was the weekend just gone this year's one. So it yes, been yeah. rough, roughly about a year ago, right? A year ago, I think it was a little bit earlier in the year. Dude, that year, so I think so. Yeah. That competition pissed um, me off because I should have won that. I just made the most stupid. Ironically, this ties to what we just said about. You won, you won your first first scrap, didn't you? And I won my first lost, fight. Lost on points, but yes, and lost on points in the second one. And the most frustrating thing is, ironically, like me and Connor were doing these drills specifically from X Guard, and we must have done hundreds, if not crawling into the thousands of reps. And I'm not even exaggerating. If you I know Connor, on, you know you're not exaggerating. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Connor's right. reps. Connor's Connor's a, reps on Instagram. Yeah. Follow him. Um, and there was this sequence that we went through in the match and I got maybe three quarters of the way through this particular technique and I just didn't finish it. And then therefore, like, I didn't end up hitting the sweep and the guy passed. Was that a brain fog issue? or? What, I have no what, idea. What? Maybe just not having competed for so long. Okay, a bit rusty from... Yeah, I don't know. It just was a malfunction. Well, you silvered in that. We got silver, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Podium, still on yeah. a podium. Right? Yeah, but it was just frustrating because... And like I think, from, it, yeah, it was just. <laughs> you can I'm tell not, it's I'm a sore. It. You can tell it's a sore spot. I was just going to say. And that would be the last time you competed. Then, that eh? was the last time I competed. Yeah. So, yeah um, Any plans in the future for competing? I was going to say that yeah. ties in with uh, with Tommy Lucas's question. We're, we're going to. I wanted to interweave the kind of talking about your competition history yeah. with your progress through the belts. But um, okay. what Tom had asked, I've uh, let me just pull that one up. Sure. We have, but yeah. he he phrased it so brilliantly that I um I don't want to I don't want to do it misjustice. When's he going to compete again, or is it all about the likes and not about the medals these days? <laughs> yeah. He, re- he reckons you're a keyboard keyboard warrior no more. So, <laughs> so uh, yes, yeah, definitely going to compete again. I am um, the traveling will now like this first half of the year. I've done like I've been very fortunate and done quite a bit of traveling. It's going to like slow down a little bit now. And I'm going to start building a little bit more of a regular training routine. And yeah, I will be competing. Nice. Um, I have every intention of competing in the very near future. Okay. And I can't wait to see Tom Lucas again now. Watch this yeah. <laughs> Watch this face, yeah. <laughs> You're left, you can, you, yeah, to be honest, you could see him anywhere. He gets about, doesn't he? He does, You could, you could he? be training anywhere in the country. Was it, what did you call him? Like, Tom, is it Creonch? Tommy Creonch, yeah. 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 Um, so with, with your coaching, do you feel like a purple belt was, because was that when you had a real regular pattern of classes? Yes. Was that when you, yeah. after COVID, was that when you picked up the, or was it before you had the, because so, you were doing that, you did all the lunch times for, yes. for a while. So you, at the old stuff? place, before we moved in, yeah, I would just do random classes and then every Wednesday was like just this thing that I just did every Wednesday afternoon class. And then when we moved into the, like Dom got the venue, right? Yeah. Like there was like a more full-time schedule and I had, yeah, I ended up teaching three afternoon classes and then him and I would rotate on like two or three days of the week. I can't remember. Okay. And then yeah, all, yeah. and then I did all the kids' classes as well. 
So yeah, it was oh, so that's when years. when you found your stride. You think in terms of like yeah settling into teaching. Yeah, coaching. Dude, I, I loved I I love teaching so much. Like I really really enjoy it. I I, I really competing is good. It like. I enjoy the challenge of it because I feel like there's just so much growth to be had from it. But teaching and sharing jiu-jitsu is genuinely like where I think I... Do you feel it's improved your game? Massively, yeah. 100%. Would you recommend it to someone else like to, yes. if they could get an opportunity to teach? Absolutely, yeah. If you get an opportunity to teach, do it. But like, because it forces you to... Think about more about the movement and yeah. where your position is. And yeah, 100%. Yeah. Because you can't go to... Well, you can. Some people would. But they'll go to a class. They'll teach. And then you have to, but you have to be prepared for any question that could possibly yeah. come. So therefore, you have to do more research into like. You can't whatever. have it's not something you can half ask like. No, you because be otherwise you're just going to be sat on the mat. Someone's going to ask you a question, you're not going to know what you're going to look, look like a fucking idiot. Yeah, and you're going to look like a fucking idiot. Would you um like would you think about what you were coaching like if you thought we'll say just say you were coaching tonight? Would you actually have it all prepared? What way you think you? Like what way you're going to run yeah, it? Or? Did you have a curriculum, like something that you'd work through in sections? Yeah. The only reason I ask is because Luke, who uh, was on, that you know as well, yeah. um, he, he does it in blocks where you have six week blocks where it's okay. like a front headlock block. So, oh, you know, yeah, nice. we're doing everything off of it. So if they react this way, we've got these options. And yeah. so he, again, like I'll let him come on and talk about it in his own words because yeah. I don't think he we, actually we, talks about it on no. the pod. It's, some, it's a conversation we've had yeah. off air. And it's really interesting how his mind works and how he built a curriculum or is building a curriculum. In, so did you have anything like that? Like how did you, how do you, or do you still decide on kind of what you're going to teach at what times and, yeah, so when I was teaching regularly, for the afternoon classes, I had, like, because I was just teaching them, there was Monday, Wednesday, Friday, that I pretty much had, like, a schedule, like a curriculum, if you were where basically I just, I would, if it was, like, passing, I'd then go into passing, and then it would be, like, pressure passing, and I'd show a knee cut from, like, say, I'd headquarters, let's go for yeah. headquarters, and I'd be like, right, from here, let's work the knee cut, and then if they react, then we can go to the folding or smash pass, okay. and then if they're pushing away, we can go to the X pass. So I'd focus like on like particular areas, or like maybe then once I've moved on, because we passed, we're now in side control. So then I'd spend a lot of time in oh, side control. control. So you've got to go through the stages of where you're getting to where you want to be, yeah. maybe, and then submission. It was cool, man. Like I never was like um, restricted. Like I was never told what I had to teach. I kind of was given a bit of free reign for that, which was always nice. I spent a lot of time like sp focusing like as well like I'd kind of get into the um, intricacies of like say a Kimura or like a uh, like but I would then maybe even focus on the Kimura not just from side control but like close guard or side control and then details you know yeah, small, pick up different details from different as opposed positions to, yeah as opposed to just showing it like right this is how you do the Kimura you put your hands here explain like why like you know try and get the output you know if you turn the wrist it's easier to elevate the elbow you want the elbow in line with the shoulders if the shoulders are in it makes it so much easier for you to manipulate the arm to put the hand behind the back etc 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 someone's just after getting a free free little lesson more <laughs> there. did you um like build that off of stuff you did was it like your game or stuff that you'd been taught yeah you're just kind of re you know or, or was it like yeah how, how did you build specifically like you know yeah, I just studied loads, man. I studied it, loads. A lot of it off the mat as well. Yeah, I, I studied heaps, man, honestly. Like, I studied so much. And then I would take it to training and then try it out and then kind of, like, implement it into oh, okay. teaching. So you're testing it before you're actually... Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Nice. So yeah. It's, pr it's proven. <laughs> it's proven, <laughs> proven yeah. Proven within that. Seal of approval, yeah. 
So obviously you used to coach at Matt House where, where yeah. all of us still train. Yeah. Um, you took a bit of a, a bit of a step away. Uh, yeah. what, about six months into your brown belt. Yeah, when did I? So, um, no, just to keep it on the timeline, which we seem to be using your belts as the timeline. Ken's running order has gone out the window. <laughs> I stopped. No, no, it's working well. I stepped back in. Uh, I stepped away from teaching in uh, December. It was December, early December. I stepped back. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be about six months in a. Yes. And, uh, yes. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so obviously you love teaching. You can come across oh, yeah, and talking to you now, man. Yeah. So you can what, see your eyes light off. What motivated <laughs> the decision to take a step away? What did you? What were you doing instead? And uh, you, are, are you are you back to coaching? Are you still coaching now? Yeah. So what motivated me to do this was uh, just to travel more. You know, just yeah. to travel. Like um, I was, you know, I, I was teaching. I don't know, like. 15, 20 hours per week or whatever it was. I can't remember quite a lot. Yeah. 50 something hours a month. And then on top of that, planning all the lessons and stuff and then trying to incorporate my own training into that. There was no way that I could have just had the freedom to travel. Um, on, there was like a multitude of reasons why uh, I decided to step away. And the other one was, is I have given like, and I'm, I don't ever regret this, but I gave from, per, from Blue Belt all the way through to Brown, like so much of my time like to teaching. And I'm so happy that I did that. But through my Brown Belt, I want to be a little bit more selfish and just have fun in in this journey to through the last belt before I get my black belt. I want to focus on my own training. I wanted to travel a little bit and I wanted to um, just get better, yeah, yeah. which I was always doing anyway, but like just be more so. Because the reason is when I get my black belt, I will, um, I will most likely open up an academy and therefore go back to teaching again on a more full-time basis. Yeah. And I just wanted to take the time to just be more selfish, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah. You're entitled to it. I mean, to, it is your journey. You've got to be so. selfish at times in life. Yeah, man. Right? So you yeah. said you were traveling. Obviously, you've been to, well, we follow on your, as Ken said last <laughs> week, uh, you're an international man of mystery there at the moment. You wouldn't know where you are from one weekend to the other. <laughs> like, I'm going to calm down on the traveling next week. Oh, it's in Milan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this fella, this fella, charmed life. So, so you, you've been in like Thailand. Yeah, know? Thailand was wicked. Yeah, that was what kind of prompted, I think, the, the well, it wasn't what I think is what happened. Yeah, was, I went to Thailand for like, um, four or five weeks, I forget how long it was, four weeks. Did two weeks of travel, and then we ended up uh, staying in um, uh, Phuket, where I went and trained at Bang Tao, okay. which was like so good. I actually had every intention of um, going to visit a few gyms around there. Yeah, and you but, just ended up staying at that But one. the guys down there were just so, like the, the guy, Alex Childs, who like runs the gym, he um well runs the grappling side of it at least anyway. It's like his gym, and he has like investors with. He's a Josh Hinger black belt, and he's like I think like they're like part owners of the business. So, if you guys have you guys ever seen Bang Town on Instagram? Yeah. The How incredible is the facility? No, it's, oh, it looks so it's it unreal. Looks class, mate. It's so incredible. You were doing nogi then as well, like which ugh. is like. Yeah, I was going to say because <laughs> so, I've I've shared the pains of travelling with a gi. Where, do you when you travel? Mm. Uh, was the, was that the first time you travelled abroad, like trained abroad, or trained while travelling, or had you done other shorter trips? And when I went to New York once, I went to Henzo's. You rent a gi there, though, I'd imagine. No, I took one with oh, me. You, oh. Yeah, I just took a gi so with me. Do you just do you just make room for it? Yeah, not yeah. the same as yeah. I guess you probably if you're doing that a holiday, it's not the same as a backpack. Correct. Trip, yeah. You know where you yeah. have to. But Thailand was a bit of a longer trip for you guys. It was. Yeah. So did you just? What you just took loads of luggage over? Yeah, well, dude, it was hot, so it didn't take too much. Oh, so you just took... geese and geese and swimwear. Dude, I, had, I think yeah, I took that's... I took three geese with me. <laughs> he took three geese. I took three geese, but all of my stuff, right, was just shorts and vests. Yeah, that was it. And 
and, and like three pairs of swimming shorts. A couple of flip flops, yeah, then you're sorted. And one pair of flip flops. Yeah, easy, easy game. Yeah. Um, Would you say, yeah. like, in where else did you train? You were in, were you in Germany or Italy or something? So I went to, I say that's cool. I went to seminar, didn't you? Yeah, so I went to a seminar with your Don Bell. Made for, for your birthday or yeah, so she's such a legend, isn't she? She um, basically, what she did is um, on my, the day before my birth, birthday, I think it was, she told me, uh, she she said we're gonna go away. Um, I'm not gonna tell you where. And then when we she just, all the way through, I think it was the, so. This, my birthday was the sixth, the fourth of February. We packed. Yeah, this is right. Yeah, so we packed, and she was like, we and I was like, well, what do I need to take? Do I like don't need to take warm clothes? Like, yeah. do I need a we'll, jacket? What am I doing? Do I need a gi? Yeah, do I need a gi? Yeah. And she was like, take a gi with you. And I knew what it was when she said take a gi because Dom had posted. Don Bell, this is. Dom had posted that he was doing like a Europeans tour after Euros. Oh, nice. Okay. So I, I knew we were going to Europe. And when she said, take you, I was like, shit, we're we going to Don Bell seminar. And she said, yeah. So went out there and did the seminar with him. So did you roll with any lady boys in Thailand? Everybody's thinking of <laughs> I had to ask it. Had to ask. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. How do you know? <laughs> yeah, how do I know? No, there's no lady boys there. Sorry, I know there's a lot of people going to want to know the answer to that. Yeah, just... there, that did come through a lot in the questions, too. <laughs> Mike, my friends. Can we ask him about lady boys? It's like, I was like, all right, Mike. Well, we'll, we'll find we'll find a moment for you to, to, you in for you to shoe on it in, and you, you, you sure did. So you trained. Um, obviously, you've trained. You did travelled and trained in New York. You travelled and trained in Thailand. You yeah. Did the, um, was it the Italy trip? Uh, Italy was actually just you didn't, tra- you didn't train, didn't in train there. The Germany um, trip you trained. Yes, train with um, Dom. So you got any highs good. in like like have you found have you found because for me um, to make it about me for a second, Zach. Sure. Um, when, it's your podcast, brother. When, when we uh, when I was traveling, the thing that really shocked me is that like even if you've never been to a gym before, it almost feels at home very quickly Dude. because the you know there's a although there might be slight variations in the warm up. You're mm. like, well, why do they? do it this why do they run clockwise rather than anti-clockwise <laughs> or you know li- little things like that the warm-ups are still a certain formula the yeah. teaching style a certain formula was there was there anything that really stood out to you from any of the gyms that was like well oh, this is really weird we've never seen this before or was there yeah the highs and lows of what the- stood out in thailand was the warm-up is you would do you run around and do one lap and this room was not air conditioned and you were sweating that's a big mat isn't it's it? a huge mat it's like a probably probably like a what two Two three hundred meter lap around the outside uh, did, of that, and and yes, yeah, and the humidity is just. And if anyone's ever, you guys have been Thailand, yeah, 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 really you've been Asia before, dude. The humidity out there is just unreal. You do like a lap and a half, and you're just already swaying. Yeah. That's what shocked me. That was low. <laughs> that was <laughs> but, low. But um, but no, man. Like um, so like the lows over there, like. Man, honestly, can't focus on the highs. Bro. Yeah, like yeah. I can't think. Honestly, I was trying to think of like any of the lows, like that that. That gym was just so good, man. Honestly, like, like I said, like I had intention to go to other places. I didn't because they made me feel so welcome. That says enough about yeah, it. Yeah, dude. It? Alex Charles, the guy that, like I said, is the guy that oversees the grappling there. Couldn't have been cooler. He let me even film some content there, which was great. That's wicked. Yeah, man. Is, and is there a gym that you'd like to travel to, or one that you've come and like? Yeah, where, like where is your bucket list gym? Bucket list gym, man. To go to like. Uh, uh, to go to like Atos would be pretty cool. To go and train with like some of those guys, like with Don Bell or something like that, that would be dope. Uh, train at Legion with Keenan. JT Torres is um, someone I'd love to like. The, I hear that he's actually like the coolest cat 
in the world. So most of the gyms you just named are based in the States. They are, yeah. yeah. This are, is where the Jiu-Jitsu hub is, yeah, though, right? It is nowadays, I suppose. Yeah, Australia yeah. and the US. In the US, yeah. yeah Australia's Australia got second. Like a, it's got, it's, to be honest, if you look at population to top-class grapplers, Australia is disproportionately up there in terms of the, the number of people. I've got a little affinity for Oz, having, having lived there, but you look at the number of Aussies that are at the top level, yeah. of, of especially Nogi, yeah. You look at their population compared to the other countries. Juice. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> if anyone can do anything, Mike can't. They're instantly juicy. Yeah. Um, Not true. Another but high yeah, would so be. It, oh, is, is states. Sorry, no. Go on. Carry on with your highs, mate. Oh yeah. So I was just going to say another high that I had from my trips was the like well, the dumbbell seminar was real cool, right? And I guess we'll get to it eventually. But through drillers of killers, I was able to. Um, build like a little bit of a relationship, I guess. I call these like virtual relationships, kind of a bit yeah. weird, right? But Internet friends, I Internet call friends, it. yeah. And uh, anyway, Dom and I kind of got chatting away and um, eventually we just, I don't know, man, he just is so cool. And I told him that I, I text him, was like, hey man, I'm coming to your seminar. And he was like, oh man, this is amazing. Like, let's go out for like dinner and after and stuff like that to celebrate your birthday. That's cool, isn't it? Which is like so cool. I was like out for dinner the next night with... Dumbbell and his misses and yeah I really admire this guy and yeah. he's an incredibly high level grappler and just an all around nice guy and it was just quite a surreal moment I remember he was at the end of the table and his girlfriend and my girlfriend were like teasing him for not eating all of his food and I was having this surreal moment of being like this is like weird like yeah. what's going yeah. on you're yeah. just having to crack with this yeah. person yeah. you look up to that, yeah. that's what we keep saying about the community it's like it's, I can't it's, hammer it's, it's, off. There's, there's, something, so cool. there's something different about like there's not many other sports where you went to a, a seminar or like a let's say for want of a better word because obviously other sports aren't going to have a necessarily a seminar but like a meet and greet mm. you know let's say you paid a few hundred quid to meet like another top top level athlete like let's say like Messi or someone like that you think he's do you think he gives a fuck it's your birthday and he's, he's going to push he's going to push you on in two minutes after he's, he's going to take you out for steak you're yeah. lucky if you get two minutes so you get yourself you get a handshake and you're out they're out the door and like I don't know, maybe yeah. it's because at the moment the sport's still in its... Uh, Infancy, right? Yeah, so people are still a bit more I real. agree with they're this, not, man. They're not making life-changing money, so they're not, they're not, they don't see themselves as different from... like. We're the, so fortunate within Jiu-Jitsu, I think, to have like the opportunity to train with the highest of level of people. I remember when Dean Lister came to do the seminar, and this was years ago at the old place, but he's like one ADCC, his weight, his absolute... like That's like the Olympics of our... Sport. sport like yeah. he's not just the guy that's just created like an online following and is now like being paid to show up he's like you know maybe not now but like back in the day he was like incredibly high level yeah and we just got the opportunity to train with him like yeah with relative ease i mean you got to go to las iguanas in town with henzo and yeah. hodger gracie arguably yeah. like Hodger is the Michael Jordan of the sport. People would probably pay a £1,000 to go and have a dinner like that nowadays. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Just to sit there for 20 minutes even and be yeah. in the presence of him. 100%. So, so you touched on um, social media, yeah, obviously. We've, um, we've a, I think a lot of people are tuning in to get a little how-to guide on how to build a following. <laughs> of a, what, are you, what are you at on Drills of Killers? 90k? 100? Just under. It's yeah, like 89,700. Right. Let's, let's get the rub guys off of this podcast. If you don't already follow Drills and Killers, what the fuck are you doing? Exactly, yeah, give, right. Give, give my man Zach a follow. Do and live under a rock. And Zach's mapped as well, yeah. Yeah, get him over that 90k. Obviously, as always, we'll put all the, all the tags, in, the tags uh, in. Cheers, bros. In the comments. But uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit about that, mm. Mike. Sorry to cut you but, off. No, it's all right. So building a brand. So obviously... People, someone's looking at your 
Instagram now yeah. and I think a lot of people are looking at Instagram now uh, you'd see a few people like with 10,000 followers and stuff like that and you're going how do they have I, you know yeah. how do they have 10,000 followers but I, I, I was showing Ken this trick that I have um, and I did it on yours and if we ever are fortunate enough to have someone else on I'm going to do it. it's a trick that you basically go into their followers you just randomly scroll up yeah. stop hit a follower you basically know what's happening so like bots always will have yeah, look like, like a real my, person I didn't have a clue on any of this right yeah. so Mike, Mike was talking about the swipe test and I honestly thought that was something they used to check for like a torn patella right uh, so I thought that was like a medical test I was like what's he about swipe <laughs> yeah. test for this crazy fella and then he's telling me show, sends me a video of him doing it on his phone and he goes on to so, goes on to the follow list clicks a random follower and it's like a it's an, an Indian account like a, the photo is yeah. of an Indian gentleman yeah. on his wedding day and all the photos are like uploaded on the same, same day, day at the same time. Yeah, stamp, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Like, so I've, I've done I mean, the swipe test. Did you do it on mine? On yours, yeah. Couldn't yeah. find one. Like Could you not? Running, like a dog. Wait, on Drillers of Killers or my personal? On both. I would have I would have clowned you on it. Like, like I, I, will, I will go on on anyone that yeah. does this because that, that's what I'm saying. I think you will have an X amount of, because even bots follow our page, follow yeah. ourselves. It's inevitable, man. Yeah, but like, I mean, when it's bought, it's, it's, it's always there. As yeah. you, so, you can find it within... A couple of flicks. It's a considerable like. percentage. Yeah, it's yeah. like it takes, and then you can see interaction as well on people's posts. Mm. Like you've only got, you've ten thousand followers, but you've only seventy likes on yeah. most of your posts. How does that work if you're not having that interaction? Like, whereas yours is a higher level of yeah. engagement on your post. So, what? what how, how did you start to build it? Because, like, I don't believe you bought followers. And you Never. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. No. So, no, like, you've organically built. Um, yeah. I'm interested pages. in in the answers to that, but as a little precursor to that, did you um? Was jiu-jitsu influence or something you saw a gap for, like in terms of like what you could do with, with the mm. share? Was is that why? You, what what made you choose to start? Like, firstly, obviously, drillers and killers yeah. came before your own content. That's right. Yeah, it did yeah. Um, and I want to talk about you know, your conversations with Don Bell around content because I think mm. the way you both present it's similar in terms of the cutting sure. and the, the presentability of yeah, it. Yeah. It's not just a random video in a room. It's like it's it's edited content. Sure. But before that. Um, with Drillers Achilles, did you see a gap for someone to kind of create a platform on which, yeah, what, what made you jump into that and start building it? And then within that answer, can you answer Mark's question about what steps you took to build to the following you've got today? So, yeah, like I saw like, I guess a gap in the market. I, it wasn't that I necessarily identified that. I just thought to myself, how cool would it be I was really into drills, like I'm really into drilling in with jiu-jitsu. I know. You wouldn't have taught if you knew me. <laughs> but like, I thought, I thought, how cool would it be? And I would just follow different people on Instagram. And I was like, instead of following all these different people, what if there was just one place where you could go to Pretty just sure. like find drills, right? And then I just, I've always thought the expression drillers are killers is cool. It, it's actually very good. Jim. I So I got that from... Don't JT. say, don't say, don't say, he's not getting paid. Beep, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 fuck it. I got Move it from on. JT Torres. He was, he was coaching Andre Garval in... Um, Allegedly. Yeah, it was allegedly t coaching Andre Garval. They were doing this like behind the scenes thing for prep for ADCC. And he was giving this big old speech and then eventually he just looks at the cameras and he was talking about how hard Andre's training. And he was like, he's just going to be here drilling eight hours today, all this sort of stuff. And he looked at the camera and he goes, a drill is a killer's baby. And I was like, that's such a wicked name. So yeah, I uh, used that and it, I checked to see if it was available. It was available and then went off to the races with it, man, yeah. and just started posting. So you just post consistently yeah that, so that, has that been the main technique that, to build the following that yeah, you've got today absolutely yeah consistency how is much, sorry yeah go on how much time does it take 
to stay consistent to do that like to put this effort into this page like it was like i would just it's not hard man like i would spend like three at the beginning i would post like well at the beginning i'd probably post anywhere between three and five videos a day okay and it was like it was relatively easy um like because i just you're just reposting yeah yeah because it's just you just repost i don't have to write captions or anything like that there's nothing i just literally well i'd write a very brief caption of whatever the technique is and then i'll just repost Mm. it and then, yeah, that was it, man, really. I just posted consistently, and before you knew it, I went to, like, I just set in, like, three posts a day, and I will just basically sit on my phone in the morning or between classes or whatever, and I will just, like, find three. I'd save them, and then just, like, eventually it got easier because people would, like, send me stuff. Be like, oh. can you just share this? Have you got many people? We're probably gone off fucking three of the questions we've asked you, but have you... Have you um people that you'd look up to now that actually send you things now we, yeah. we don't have to name any names yeah. like not to be yeah. people name out there but do you have you people send your names now you're like this guy's cool as fuck and he's just asked me to repost these. yeah yeah not yes yes that's very good like because yeah. I, I say it is we keep banging on about community um i always do but and, and yourself as well and i think like you're actually helping the community and you've grown it to a page now where people probably want to look at your yeah. place as a destination because i uh, like i don't follow much of the scene of the competition and that and I wouldn't know a lot of the mm. people you were talking about like mm. like I can respect I just respect everyone really but I don't really follow the mm. ins and outs of it but you can see you have a fairly high following like compared to for other people for jiu-jitsu yeah, yeah, right, yeah. You yeah. Know, like, in my opinion jiu-jitsu anyway. there is probably a handful of people that let's let's exclude people that have crossed over into the MMA sphere because that yeah. just gives you a whole new platform but yeah. there's probably a handful of people with you know, over a million followers in the jiu-jitsu community alone. Yeah. You take that back a step, so that's people over 100, 100K. You take, yeah. I say, by, say, by take back a step, I mean take a zero off. Yeah. Yeah. That's where that's where Instagram draws the lines, right? When yeah, the, yeah. The, let, the letter changes from a K to a to K an to M. an M. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it, there ain't that many people that are, that are at that level. So... I mean, off the, off the back of back of what you've done, was it... A, was it was it a conscious choice to, were you always, I'm not sure how the best way to say it, were you always going to start creating your own content or was it more like, because... Um, did it lead off the back did, of... Yeah, that's, this, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. Obviously, you know, you, you put together very well curated content like like Don Bell and um, Heather do. Yeah. Where it's like, I'm not saying it, it's similar, but, you know, there's there's titles over the top of it. It's yeah. edited, you know, I've, I've yeah. been um, like an UK to some of your... Videos you have, and you, you, you'll count. We both have actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you I, I reposted the shared, yeah, shared yeah, them both yeah. this week to, as part of the hype for the. But you, you'll even count the the bit to the beat of the music to the song you're planning to use mm-hmm. for it. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, obviously after years of running your own platform, running a share reshare platform. Yeah. Where, where was it? Because I remember when I first followed you on Instagram, there was very little jujitsu content. Right. It was like you and Amy, you travelling. Yeah. So it, and then now, if you go on your page tough push to find anything that ain't jiu-jitsu. <laughs> yeah, good so, luck with that. So, so what, what, yeah, again, was it a gap in the market that you saw for your style of content or was it just like, you're like, so many people are doing this, I can do it. What, what so I just, I on? wanted to like use the opportunity, I guess, to use the platform to, first and foremost, I just genuinely, genuinely wanted to provide value to people on both my personal and on Jewelers of Killers, right? Just genuinely, that was like the first thing I wanted to do. And I saw that some of the guys that I was resharing their stuff on, on Drillers and Killers, some of these guys were like, not, uh, I'm not responsible for it, but because of my sharing and then other pages like mine would share their stuff, mm-hmm. they'd grow their own personal brand. Yeah, and you're it would helping afford, everyone. Yeah. yeah, and it would afford them opportunities. Like some guys got sponsorships, 
Other guys ended up getting like uh, instructional deals. Um, so I saw this and I figured I'm just going to jump on that bandwagon and do the same thing as well. And it's, you know, paid you off. 10K on your... Uh, 15, uh, 14 15, something now. 15, yeah, 14 yeah, something clearly. now. Sorry, yeah, 15. We'll um, round it off. No, no, yeah. It <laughs> it was, we'll round it off. Mike's the social media guy. As 14, it, as 14 I'm, seven, I'm I think it is now. I'm clearly not paying attention. Um, so. Would you have any advice for someone? Like, we're, look, our social media is ish. But like we'll say, have you, so have you, got, any, have you got any advice yeah. for Mark on how to get yeah. our social <laughs> yeah. media off the ground? Right. Actually, to be fair, you have given us loads of tips. But I mean, more generally, if you just wanted to post like jujitsu drills, like I would, it's interesting, right? Because sometimes you'll you'll see videos and there'll be people doing a technique and they'll just go through a particular technique really fast and it looks cool as well. Yeah, but you can't really see what's happening. You can't like, you can't take that really in and let you can't take that in and learn it, right? So I think as long as your intention is to like help people, I, I mean, then I think the, it will grow organically that way. Mm. To, so I would post consistently, find good music, write captions over the top of it. Are hashtags important? Yeah, I think so, man. Yeah, well, interestingly though, I, well, they are, I always use them, but a friend of mine who posts Azzy, he barely uses them. Oh, I, I, I actually you, watch his stuff. Yeah, yeah. As a grammar. As, as yeah. a grammar, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's such a cool guy, his by the way. Cool. Yeah, yeah. He's another one of your virtual friends that's become yeah. like a in real life friend. Eh? We've hooked up a couple of times, yeah. uh, once before, yeah. That's that was cool, good. Man. So I'm going to really ask, I've wanted to ask this for a while. I okay. don't think I've ever asked you it in person, actually. I'm nervous. Do you think that Instagram is a legitimate way to learn jiu-jitsu? Yes. In terms of like, I'm not saying, obviously you need to go in the gym and train. Yeah, 100%. But like, you think you can you think maybe I've asked it the wrong way it do you think it's the format of reels and short videos mm. naturally lends itself toward like you were saying a lot of people fly through a technique really yeah. quickly yeah. right and what separates some of your videos is the way that you will do like a, yeah. a jump cut to the type of grip you've got yes yeah. so it shows, I actually enjoy that since it shows yeah. some of the details yeah. but do you think that's necessarily the, the best format for kind of conveying jiu-jitsu concepts or do you feel that maybe youtube or longer form videos is a little bit better i think so i think that like man. i have an opinion on this actually do you I'll let you go first yeah i'm so interested yeah, to hear well, i want to hear yours yeah first and let, I, exactly, let yeah. the expert clear it up after no i'm interested to hear what he's going to say i think uh, people's attention spans are too short yeah this is and a good point yeah. i think that what you do it is that's why the reels are good clip, yeah. yeah and i yeah. think it that's why people aren't on youtube and you hear, oh, I've seen this thing on Instagram. A lot of people now, pro more more higher belts or something like that would probably be, oh, look, I'm going to go and YouTube delve it. into this and YouTube mm, it and, and see the intricate, intricate details. But I think for most people, it's, oh, look at that, I'll try that. And then it's, yeah. it's, it's a, what, 30 second video, 45 yeah. second video on, on Instagram or another, any other platforms are available. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the best way to learn genuinely would be to just go to a class, right? Yeah. And I know that seems like obvious, but can you learn jiu-jitsu through Instagram or YouTube? Absolutely, 100%. Why is that like any different than the instructionals that you got, we all buy and watch, right? Now, how you, how, who you watch, I feel like is important. You can watch like some blue belts, post up some stuff, 
and um, I just realised I said that. We were in double There's a reason why we ain't going If BJJ into... fanatics want to offer us an instructional, <laughs> I will take the cash and give my shitty instructional. There's a, there's a reason that like in episode one or two, I was like, we ain't going to go deep on technique. Because <laughs> yeah. quite frankly, there's a load of people out there that do that way better and, and with way more authority than we do. Ours is, this is a, a borderline jiu-jitsu comedy nonsense yeah. podcast. God, yeah. nonsense. We, won't, we won't take it as an insult. We ain't content creators. Not to say there isn't anything you can't learn from blue belts, because of course you can. And I mean, yeah, like, yeah. But no, you can 100% learn. Look, people like Don Bell or Toma Alroy, Azzy, I even like to think myself, like there's so Nathan Mendelssohn, all these guys, right, post genuinely good content. And, oh, John Thomas is another great guy as well who posts incredibly good content. I think, I personally think that speaking over a video, you can convey more information than if you don't speak. Like how I do the videos now where I just have some nice music over the background and I try to display it nice and cool. I feel like this is a bit of, nice and clearly, this is a bit of a, trying to appeal to an, a particular type of audience. Now, okay. I'm very aware that like, I'm kind of almost contradicting myself here because I don't do that, but I do believe that speaking, you will get better. You will you're convey able, the information you're able to better. Convey more information. Sure, man. Right? So there's like, there's like a hierarchy, yeah. in my opinion, of um, play good sources of jiu-jitsu. Yes. The best, like you say, is going your getting off your ass and getting into the gym yeah. and work and working out there. And then maybe you know a little bit worse than that is uh, like an in-depth instructional because then you know that's got hours and hours of yeah. content. And then maybe you know a longer YouTube video, and I think it you know the, the the quality diminishes, and within that you've got good good producers and bad you know people that are producing good quality and bad. I have quality. an opinion on this YouTube thing, by so, the way. There is a spectrum. And the reason I ask is because I wasn't sure whether you know you say that you think that there is there is extra value to having the voiceover. Yes. Is that something that you might you know have a separate platform for where you can put more information on or you know honestly Ken I'm trying to build up the courage right now to just talk on Instagram as it is honestly like I've been Bailey has been banging on about it with me for ages he's just been telling me I just need to just just do it and I I will and now I'm publicly saying this I can't really go back on myself (laughs) now you're holding yourself um, accountable now yeah yeah, I'm gonna I will start doing that because and it won't be with every video but like I will do that from time to time I think it's going to be a good way to like convey information, right? Well, it'll, it'll add to the brand. Maybe you have some videos with it, some videos without. Mm. I mean, maybe it's something you could pull on yeah. as well because I, it's good I, to I, mix I, it up a little bit, right? Yeah, I think with the, with the content, the, rest. Yeah. the the YouTube thing. I just wanted to pass comment on this real quick. Yeah, yeah. You see some videos, right? They'll show like I don't know. Let's just whatever single leg X technique, whatever. It doesn't even matter X card. Some guys will post a video for ten to twelve minutes. You don't need that long for one yeah, technique. To the reason long. it's this long is because the amount of ads that you can get get within that. Yeah, and that's why it's just... And then they just end up saying more than you need to, uh, that the student needs to hear, and you just fill the brain with... People get greedy. Or it'll be be the same technique with the same explanation five times from five marginally different angles Angles, that give you no more insight to the technique. Now, the reason I asked is because I remember probably a year or two ago now, we had a chat about you maybe doing some stuff in the YouTube space. Yes. I saw that that really, I don't know if anything's come of that. I haven't seen anything. Is that something that you're maybe seeing as not a fruitful platform for what you put out now? And that's kind of what I've been toying with, um, asking you about the hierarchy of importance or like quality of output. I would like to do YouTube. I would like to do YouTube. I, you can add shorts to YouTube. You, you know can, that? yeah. And, and it's I've done a few actually. It's 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 actually supposed to be trending massive. Um, oh really? 
there's a, an app I use for reposting the videos. We're putting the audio against the, um, we put an audio background, put it to a wavelength so people can know it's about episode eight and it's a cut from the podcast. Mm. Maybe, hopefully they've got it, but, um, there was a, uh, the show clips on that while it's uploading your video and cutting mm. it. And it was a cut from someone else's podcast and they say a lot of people believe they don't have to use YouTube, but they said a lot of people put YouTube on, I know ours is a vocal podcast and yours is different, it's more visual. But um, a lot of people, like with shorts and things like where people leave it on in the background, yeah, it doesn't matter if there's a video with it. And a lot of people, are. it, this, it comes to small attention things. Some yeah. people go on YouTube now and just watch shorts like they yeah, do they with do. TikTok. Yeah. I, I think like not to be, not that I know anything about it, but like I think, I think just repost, if you can repost it, Across, across the platforms, platforms right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was having this chat with um with one of the with Nathan Mendelson. I don't know if you guys know I who he follow is. Follow him on Instagram. Yeah. yeah, him and I were chatting about this, and because he's also on TikTok, and he was like, "Dude, you just need to just do it." I don't actually have a TikTok account, but he was like, "Dude, it's Mark like, does. yeah, I think you're Nancy if you have it for anything other than <laughs> fucking what we were using it for." I never got onto it, but like to the point, he was just like, he was like, "Dude, just do it." It's another, it's like another way to like build your brand like spread the spread the word a little bit right but if you reach a thousand more people off that one app wouldn't it be worth it because then they might go to your other app right 100 percent. yeah and so the same thing with youtube right and then they and i think all of these individual apps i don't know this but i'm pretty sure this is the case but they all have their own individual audiences so if you build up them build them up on like and combine them all across the board then you could have quite a large following right speaking of building a brand obviously something that you've done well through social media <laughs> is your uh, brand ambassador for Hyperflight. Yeah. Deal with Hyperflight. Um, this was something that came right was, from, yeah. from, sorry to cut you off. No, no, but, but that you, was, you've, pre- you've predicted what I was going to ask. I think a lot of people that are listening today are going to have interest in how to build a social media following yeah. and how to get sponsored. So, or, how to become how to leverage investor. money out yeah. of jiu-jitsu, <laughs> how to leverage some of the coins out of it. So, yeah, how did that come about? So that came around, man. Like, I again, I think that was a result of my building the personal brand, right? Like, nothing was happening with Drillers or Killers because it's not, I guess they, anyone it's, would want, a brand, like, a face to put in front of it, right? Yeah, that makes sense. And I just always liked the Hyperfly brand, genuinely, like, even before, like, I was with them, right? But, um... And I actually sent an email once and like just a really naff thing and was like, sponsor me. And they were like, no, <laughs> pretty Ma- much. Magnus, reply to me, please. Magnus, reply. Yeah, Mark's been plugging that. And then um, I, I was putting, again, shout out to Nathan Mendelson. He gave me like this idea. He was like, dude, when I applied for Hyperfly, he said, I sent them in. I didn't just send like an email. He said, I stood out. I tried to stand out by basically putting together like um, a portfolio of like four or five different pages of like just what you've done over the years within jiu-jitsu, like put up some cool pictures. Like a CV for a... Yeah, almost like that. And weirdly enough, I was putting this together and then they announced, I was was doing it over a few days and then they announced, they posted and said, looking for brand ambassadors. So I was like, holy shit. So scrambled it all together and like I was putting together this, like what I thought was a pretty cool portfolio. I sent it to them and um, yeah, and then eventually it all... It all worked out really well. I fell into place. I was, uh, yeah, yeah, it all worked out really well. I managed to get through there. So you put out that, um, I want to talk more about the brand ambassador deal, what that means and what have you in a minute, but... It probably um, sounds posher than it, like more than it actually is. You put out that brand ambassador video when you, did they 
did they finance or publish that, or was that with was that with Jabir? You did yep. that. He Shout was, out to Jabir, man. Yeah, we, we, we weren't sure, yeah. but like no, this, that this, was this, this big, yeah, big man on the lens. Yeah, he no, that was just that was um, my idea. I just was like, I'd, I'd said to uh, who I think it was Amy actually. I just said to her, I was like, am I being too extra here? Like, because I put together this CV and was quite loud and and it stood out and it worked out really well. And I was like, should I do something different, like to announce? Because normally, if anyone joins like a partnership or a sponsorship yeah. or whatever brand ambassadorship, they just like post a picture, they join Scramble or Hyperfly. I, lo- I loved it, and I think Juba yeah. deserves. I will actually put we'll put his um, Instagram handle in the yeah, link. We'll, yeah, because we'll he's he's done Madhouse's video as well, and I think yeah. he, he deserves a shout out because uh, I was actually I have approached him about doing something simple for us because there's a little trailer video yeah. you can put in Spotify. That's but, a well good idea. Yeah, because he's just. Yeah, have an idea. Of so I just I just reached out to him. and was like, hey dude, like I'm. It looks like I'm gonna. And I asked him at an open mat session, I think once. And I was like, looks like I'm gonna be joining, you know, working with Hyperfly as a brand ambassador. And was thinking about putting together like a cool little video. Would you? Before I even finished my sentence, he was like, I'm in. Yeah, oh, I love it. This is the type of guy he is. Yeah, he is. He was like, I'm in. He was like, let's do it. So I came up with like a, just some cool te- like some ideas. Him and I spat, uh, went backwards and forwards with some ideas, and then. Spoke to Bailey, asked if he'd be in the video, and then before you knew it, we shot it, and it all worked out really well, man. So, so what, I was well chuffed for that video. Well, it seems to have come off the back of the Drillers are Killers, your own following, and the brand's ambassador deal with Hyperfly. Mm. That there are, there's no get popular, get sponsored, quick secrets here. It was no. all just regular, regular consistency, yeah, kind of like jujitsu. Providing, yeah, kind of like jujitsu, <laughs> right? Exactly. Provide genuine value to people, and and like, like I think that the following will come from that, and just do that consistently. For, you know? the, for those of you that hung on for the hour, hoping for a secret on how you were going to get rich, sorry guys, you just got to keep working. <laughs> I'm working on that as well. I'm, I am not rich, by the way. <laughs> but something else that's cool that's come from all this stuff, right? Is I, I won't say who it is yet because they haven't announced it. But and and I haven't. I just told you guys this yet. But I was uh, approached. There's a a brand like there's a page like Drill of the Killers who uh, like reached out to me and I'm assuming other people who post drills and they've asked me to uh, film an instructional. Oh wow. Which is this pretty is cool. Exclusive yeah. Right. So, um, are, you, are you able to name the platform? Or is that no I won't yet right, because well. they haven't announced it. I got, they sent me a contract last week. Oh, yeah, cool, it's like man. weird. Well done, it? fair play. Cheers, boys. Yeah, definitely yeah. once you've got in a position where you can talk about that more yeah. we'll, we'll come we- back round and We'll eat your pizza and drink your beer and we'll have another chat <laughs> Let's about, do that. about that, mate. But that would be um, pretty cool, man. One question that a lot of people have asked as well, and Kabir yep. perhaps... Who's this? Big Kabir perhaps, Ka- perhaps worded it most eloquently, was uh, how many millions has Zach made from his Hyperfly sponsorship so far? <laughs> and where's my free gig? <laughs> <laughs> um, no millions. Um, no, yeah, no millions. But more and seriously on that, um, how does a brand ambassador deal work? I mean, I yeah, I know you've told me some details of it. Obviously, don't you don't need to share the ones and the zeros, but yeah, it's cool, know, man. How, so how, how there's no work? like monthly payment for me through Hyperfly unless like I basically sell like a gear. So for example, if you let's say you buy a gear. Um, What's if, your, is, do you want to give your promo code? I was going to say this is your chance to plug. This is your, my chance. To plug. We'll, we'll also again. Everything will be put everything, in the bio. Everything will everything be in the bio thing, to, yeah. to, for people that didn't make it an hour and whatever in. So if you buy gear and use the code ZACKFLY, 
then uh, you will receive a discount and then of however much you purchase, I will get uh, uh, some of that money. Finder's fee, effectively. Yeah, That's sure. Z-A-C-H-F-L-Y, yeah? Uh, Z-A-C-H-F-L-Y, yes. Yeah, okay, yeah mate. Yeah. Some exactly. people spell it differently, don't they? If you go to my Instagram, it's all over there. Yeah, On every video, I always tag, the, tag put a mm-hmm. link in there or whatever. Nice. Um, um, yeah, so there's no great deal of amount of money that I'm like making through it. Like, honestly, it's not much at all. But... It's the association is good. It's the association to be associated with a brand that you also rate, that you were you were a big customer of anyway. It's a global brand, man, and they're all over the world, from Asia to the to North America. They're just global, right? Yeah, I have the Pisciologi. Don't forget. (laughs) And uh, it's just good to be associated with them, have the foot in the door. I've I've genuinely had also like a really good like um experience with them. The lady I call her my handler. She's like her name's Eleanor. I call her like yeah, she's like my handler. Basically, she reached out to me and she's just been so good. She basically saw me through the whole thing um, when we were joining, uh, when I was as I was joining them. Okay. And she just casually reaches out to me and checks in. How are you? She was making sure I was posting my right um, my information correctly on social media so that I could make sure I was benefiting it from it financially. And she even once reached out to me when I was in Thailand. Actually, she texted me and was like. The owner of the the CEO of Hyperfly, she said, is uh, it's she gets bummed out because none of the none of the athletes like reach out to her. Okay. She said she saw your application, she saw your video, and she was like, she really likes, she seems to think a lot of you. She said, why don't you send her a card, like to wish a Merry Christmas or whatever. Oh yeah. yeah. So it was like, and she said she was kind of giving you tips. And she like was giving schmooze. me, yeah, man, and like That's this cool. is the type of people that I'm with. And there's another guy on social media actually. Um, I won't say who he is because I don't want to trash any of, don't want him to get any trouble. But he was, him and I chat regularly and he was saying that he was with a brand and he was just like so upset with the way that like well, he, he was being treated was and managed. stuff. Like, yeah, managed and stuff. Yeah. And I was just like feeling pretty fortunate that yeah. this lady's trying to like hook me up, okay, yeah. you know, with the CEO. So That's it's cool. been really good with them so far and hopefully one day it can lead to more. Yeah, nice. It's good to hear. So... Go and hit a couple of have, I was going to say, do you want to jump into the viewers' fan questions? Viewers questions. Fan questions. Fan questions. Well, do your fans are not ours? I, I mean, I wouldn't say fan questions for me and him when we're having the podcast, but yeah, I'd say we, your we, fans. We need to think of, yeah, we can't be referring to him as fans. Right? <laughs> get your, your delusions. No, no, his fans, not ours. That's what I'm saying. Your, yeah, obviously. For, we, this, for this episode. Kabir's and Tommy L's had overlapped with uh, with the questions that we were. Tommy all, L? Uh, Tommy Creonche. Oh, Tommy Creonche. Yeah, the, the ones that we were going to ask you anyway. So uh, we've kind of woven a couple of those in. Sure. Um, do you want to. Have you got any from your list, Mark? I'll leave you, I'll leave you start it and um, I'll join in with you. <laughs> okay. So, Tom, I think we already asked Tom, didn't we? Yeah. Was it like, when are you going to compete? So, uh, Danny, Danny M. Uh, it said, oh, just give me two seconds. Sorry, no, I'm fucking this part of it up. Yeah, we, we need to, we need to we find need a way to get audio questions and play them out. We, we know That'd me and Mark right? are negotiating so, technology as it goes at the moment. <laughs> Oh, you've got Alex Butcher, you know, Alex. Yeah, yeah. he was like, for Zach, fan of the butterfly guard. Yeah. Do you prefer Marcelo Garcia's butterfly approach or Adam, Adam Wozinski's lazy butterfly? Adam. Yeah, well, 100%. Give, give us some nuggets on that. I, that was one seminar that I'm gutted to have missed, actually, when he was at the house. Yeah. Of, yeah, but... So, like, Marcelo was, is amazing. He's amazing. Um, but I just... I just was hooked on Adam's style of jiu-jitsu straight away. My whole, pretty much my whole game is almost mimicked in my own way, almost after him, like with the butterfly guard and pressure passing. There's like, a lot of similarities. Yeah, yeah. like, it, and not even, like, I didn't actually do that consciously. It was just, like, kind of, 
I found myself doing these things and then I found out that uh, I found out who he was and then I was just like just became a big fan I've actually been to two of his seminars nice both are, both were fantastic both in the UK both in the UK yeah I went to one when I was a purple belt somewhere in I don't know I can't remember remember where it was and then the second one was at Matt House um, yeah both brilliant I don't know why um, it's just the way he played it, we're just dude we're like we're both 6'3 we've both got like similar sort of build and frame and I just I don't know I just gravitated towards his style it's his hair yeah it's the hair I'm, I'm envious of anyone with hair so, <laughs> so I, I get that those luscious locks of his yeah. there, there were a, there were a couple of like kind of random quick fire questions that came from right. what chat uh, whatsapp like chat the the jokey ones Tim uh, Tim we were talking about kettlebell Tim kettlebell we'll Tim he was like if you were a BJJ submission which BJJ submission would you be and why <laughs> Oh my god! What an odd question. Well, very, Wait until you hear the next one. Yeah, um, I'll let you go. The next. I have no idea. Uh, favorite submission is choke from the back, so I would choose that one, and I would choose it because it's my favorite. I have no idea. I feel like that's a really rubbish answer to a potentially fun question. Can you think of anything better? No, but um, another question was your favorite dinosaur and why? From Devon. <laughs> what? My favorite <laughs> dinosaur? Yeah. Do you have one? Sure, I'll go with a T Rex. Just because it came up in The Last of Us when I was playing it the other day. <laughs> nice. do, you, do you want to give anyone your PS handle to play games? Like? No. No, definitely not. Not the, not the, weirdos, don't play not, not the weirdos that have made it an hour and yeah. eight minutes into this into this podcast. Oh my God, we're an hour and eight minutes in. Well, Ken is are, really good at timekeeping. We are huh? indeed. Well, I have the time. Unlike Bobby Churchhouse. <laughs> I, yeah, that's a funny Shout story. out to Bobby Churchhouse. We've, we've digressed slightly into a, into an in-joke, in but he was timekeeping at an MMA fight at the weekend. He thought he thought it was a kick. He, sorry, in a kickboxing bout. I think this is what it is. He thought it was an MMA bout. So the round was meant to be two or three minutes. Three minutes, and he, and he, he, just, he just was letting it run on. Um, I heard about this. So yeah, yeah. oh yeah, I'll let because when Squish comes on, I'd like him to talk about some of the good, the bad, and the ugly stories of his time. Oh, um, kind of being a a judge and bringing together a bunch of rapscallions to kind of do running and timekeeping at MMA fights. So well. Uh, Speaking of Squish, though, he did have a question for you. Of course he did. And, um, this fucking guy. It was. <laughs> what was it like working on the hit 80s TV show, Alf, as his, <laughs> as his face and body double? I couldn't keep it together. I, uh, I wasn't going to ask. I, I wasn't going to ask. I wasn't going to ask this, but um, <laughs> Squish made it very clear he did really want me to ask this this morning. <laughs> And uh, hilariously, when I said our squishers asked a question, you your reply was like, "What is it? Something to do with being a?" What, what did you say? So it was going to be one or two things. It was either can I say this? I, I can't you say. Cannot, you can, can, you can, can say whatever you want. The, On this, you can. Well, it was either going to be a Down syndrome Brendan, Brendan Sharp comment or something to do with Alf. Uh, squish, you're predictable, mate. You mi- are. Mix it up and agreed. Richie had one question, didn't he, as well? Yeah. Do you want to? I've got that, yeah. So, oh, Rich. Yeah, Rich that's been a UK in a few years. Oh, do you know what, man? Videos. Shout out to Rich. Yeah, PTU. Um, yeah. yeah. Do you know what, man? Actually, while I'm on that real quick, uh, shout out to Bailey for like helping me with heaps of my videos at the beginning. And shout out give, to Rich. No, I was going to give you a chance to plug and shout some, oh, yeah. shout some people. And of course, there's been other people that have helped out sporadically, yeah, like, like you guys. Yeah. Christian done a few as well. There's yeah. been a few, few big faces. Um, you might not like Rich as much after this. He's like, <laughs> my question for Zach. Is, it's a good one. Our relationship recently hair, has taken a funny turn. Hair has been thought to have special spiritual and cultural significance. What? Sorry, mate. What has? What has? Hair. Like your hair. Yeah. Okay. It has thought has been thought to have special spiritual and cultural significance for many warriors 
throughout time. Native American tribes, Vikings, Samurais, etc. It's believed hair holds a source of strength, skill and power. So please could you ask Zach if he can clarify if that his unkept, heavy-sitting eyebrows are indeed the <laughs> mystical source of his Brazilian jiu-jitsu powers. Oh dear, man. Do you know why this, he asked me this? Is He sent me a... Uh, there was a model who was on like some, I don't know, the red carpet somewhere. And uh, basically she had, she came on with like a unibrow. And him and I were bannering about this. So yes, if, um, yeah, it's, it's all the jiu-jitsu comes from the brow, sh- man. Shave off his brows. It's all in the brow. You might stand a chance. You're not going to get a treaded anytime soon or anything. Like handsome <laughs> bugger. It's, it's an eyebrow, it's an eyebrow. Oh, sorry, oh. I thought you were looking at me like no, you didn't no, know no, what no. treading was. Oh. <laughs> Of course I know what treading is. Have you seen these brows? <laughs> <laughs> so anything you want yeah, to say? Well, did you not have a final question from Amy? It came through this morning. Oh shit, Jesus. Well, good, good show. On no that worries. Um, I've got it here, mate. Don't worry for digging through, digging uh, through your notes. I just wanted, didn't want to move on before we'd asked it. She did get that in just as we that. were finishing the run. No, it was a last minute addition to the running order. So uh, yeah. I'll forgive you, Mike. Don't worry. We'll, uh, we'll take it out of you. We'll take it out of your wages this week. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm going to get chalked out after this podcast. Fuck all is still fuck all, mate. Um, but yeah, a question for Zach. What's your biggest achievement today and why? Within jiu-jitsu? Well, she actually, she actually kept it open. She said some really nice stuff afterwards, which is too, no, soppy, she didn't. Which is too soppy for even me or Mike to say to you with a straight face. So <laughs> we'll, like, we'll share the full comment with you. But um, yeah, you, you've got a good one there, Do mate. But yeah, your, your biggest uh, achievement today, and with that, anything you want to shout out, anything you've got coming up, plug all your, all your bullets, oh, shit, shout man. everyone out. So yeah. Greatest achievement today, man? Uh, well, through jiu-jitsu, I guess, would just be like the relationships that I've built with people. Honestly, that would... That would Sounds like really, I guess that sounds cheesy as well, right? But that has afforded me like uh, some really great times, man. Like that dinner out with Don Bell or like, you know, this touch wood, this all comes to fruition. But, you know, the potential with the instructional is all just through relationship building, man. Getting to sit down with us too. And today. of course, getting to sit down yeah, with I was, you. I was, I was hoping he was going to throw that in. Like, oh, I was, sorry. Like, I was actually so hungry for you to say I that. I fucked up there, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, we'll tag your socials. We've shouted them out. You've shouted out Rich. You've shouted out Bailey. Anyone else? Connor, you shouted out when we were talking about the down, the, the dark days of COVID. Yeah. Anyone else you want to shout out? Anything else you want to plug? You've mentioned a lot of names. All good, man. All good. Nice. Just uh, shout out to you guys for doing this uh, you please don't stop doing this this is great no, what you guys have going is fantastic we're trying mate we're trying yeah. we've got, keep we've, doing your thing man we've got quite a good chemistry well yeah, yeah when you've got that um when you've got that instruction off the ground i definitely want you to come back on and have another chat Hell with us yeah, so you man. can plug that a bit some stuff i forgot to ask is how much of your coaching planning time is actually spent writing the jokes that you tell <laughs> yeah, and, and, and please tell me it's not very long. Yeah. Just, the, the, the quality, the quality could, of the. Yeah, could, if we were to get up for any tips, it would be to focus a bit more on those. I'll stop them completely. Fantastic jujitsu shit jokes. Adam and, says that to me. He's like, and, dude, your t- teaching is so good. The jokes, not so much. And there's also some stuff around competition that we kind of moved on from that would be nice to get into. Um, sure. And also that question I always like to ask people with if jujitsu works in the streets. But we'll save all of that. Yeah, let's do it, man. We'll for, go back on another time. For the next one um much love zach thank you for coming on thanks thanks for having thanks for being on zach guys yeah. thank no you worries. both so much i appreciate you Look, guys as always play it to your nan zach's a lovely gentleman we know he'll be popular with her see you guys <laughs> see you later guys cheers boys <laughs>